Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Today is episode 273 on how to get corporates to book you time and time again with Judith Wilson. Now, first of all, I hope that you and your family are okay. And uh, yes, definitely, since last episode, um, a lot has changed in the world. Um, But, um, you know, as I mentioned, I hope that you and your family are okay. Health is, again, always the primary things in our life. And at the same time, I want to remind you that uh, this moment is going to pass too. And uh, definitely we are living in interesting times, but it's about us showing up every single day to the people that we care about, to our audiences, to the people that are following our work, to the people that uh, are that need to hear our message. So remember, don't stop right now. No matter what's happening in the external world, Keep managing well your internal world and show up every single day for your tribe, for the people that believe in you and for the people that need to hear your message. Because right now, they might hear it even more (laughs) than any other time. So please do that. Now, before we go ahead with the episode, I want to let you know about something great that we have created. In fact, the more you are known, the faster you will grow your business. And one of the best ways to get known in your field and build your profile is to get featured on media and publications. Right now, with the coronavirus and the economical situation and what's going on with the government, uh, there are a lot of journalists that are looking for experts' opinions. And, but finding the right publications can take ages. And, you know, you, how do you connect with journalists and podcasters in the right way? How do you follow up to get the, most of every feature that you have? Uh, this is why my team and I have spent an entire month and more than £2,000 consolidating four years of data on global publications that are looking for contributors. Uh, we have created the Ultimate Publicity Bundle, where you will get access to a curated database of 500-plus media publications that are looking for speakers, 100-plus podcasts looking for guests, um, my templates on how to connect with journalists, and my follow-up framework to maximize every single opportunity that you have. Uh, just last week, one of our clients got featured on the BBC and the Telegraph two days apart. Um, all of this for only twenty nine ninety nine for a limited period of time. So right now, you might be there thinking about what do I do with my business? It's time to double down on publicity because uh, the more you are known now, the better it's going to be than not just now, but in the future. So you can find the link to download here in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash publicity iPhone bundle. So gtex.events forward slash publicity iPhone bundle. Now, back to the show. Uh, As I mentioned today, I have the pleasure to interview Judith Wilson. Uh, Judith is the world's leading trainer of trainers. She's the most sought-after business mentor for business trainers, and she has written three outstanding books, 
including how to become a millionaire working just two days a week. Judith has been at the helm of her training empire for the past 22 years and has personally trained more than 45,000 people across four continents. Her mission is to improve the standard of soft skills training across the world, and she's passionate about helping speakers and trainers to run outstanding, truly lucrative training businesses uh, through Aeroline program, The Trainer's Ultimate Toolkit. And in this episode, we talk about uh, what's the difference between training and presenting. Um, what is the one thing that you need to have in order to stand out? And it's not just the niche, but we got to go beyond that. And also how to establish your credibility before you fish in the right pond and there is much more that we cover in the interview so make sure you listen it's going to be um, mind-blowing and very eye-opening for you if you want to read the interview transcripts and get the bonus resources you can visit gtex.org.uk forward slash 273 so gtex.org.uk forward slash 273 to also watch the video if you want to see this interview in video format. And don't forget to connect with Judith. All the social media uh, links are there in the show notes. Now, it's all for me. Thank you very much for listening to our introduction. Enjoy episode 273, How to Get Corporates to Book You Time and Time Again with Judith Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. I'm here with the one and only Judith Wilson. How are you doing, Judith, today? Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm really well, thank you. All right. So I'm uh, really excited about this interview. We are going to talk about a topic which is really credible, how to get booked uh, by corporate over and over again. And... Um, uh, in, in our companies, we also have a, a sales training for recruitment agencies. So we go in the corporate side. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of questions, a lot of people that want to get into corporate. I get asked all the time, like, how do you get into corporate? How do you get into corporate? How do you get into corporate? Because uh, apparently that's corporate where, like, that's what people say. That's where the money is. <laughs> Uh, so I'd love to know before we get started and uh, uh, listen to some of your golden nuggets. What uh, uh, what's your journey? What has your journey been? Um, what made you do the work that you do now? Well, I literally tell people I fell into training because I was so blessed as to how I began. And, and people love my story because it's an incredibly quirky one because I'm originally from Zimbabwe and I got a journalism degree and thought that was it. I was going to wait for some amazing, you know, BBC or something to land in my lap and offer me a, a job. So I was waiting around and nothing happened. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to make some pocket money doing something. This was straight out of university. I had just turned 21. And I thought, right, a quick way to make money would be able to go into schools, the private schools, and offer a public speaking course to them. Now, I had been a Toastmaster at university. I'm sure your listeners know Toastmasters International. Yeah, wow. Me up so really you, started, you started very early with Toastmasters. 
Indeed, I, I think that was now probably 20 something years ago, which is fantastic. So I, I felt comfortable with teaching kids how to speak in public. So I wrote this little manual and I thought, right, I'll speak to the headmaster and see if he will allow me to speak at an assembly and see who was interested in learning this. And the headmaster said, yes, we don't teach it as part of our curriculum. You can have five minutes at assembly. So I spoke to all mm -hmm. these young boys and said, go home and see if your parents think this is a good idea. And the school had agreed to give me a classroom the following Wednesday for six weeks. And they said, you can have the classroom and teach them a different aspect of public speaking for each of the weeks. So mm -hmm. I rocked up the next Wednesday and I had no idea what the you know, response was going to be like. And yeah. there was a line as far as I could see it with all of these young kids with the cash hot and heavy in their hands. And I no thought, oh, great. <laughs> so I loaded them into a classroom and I said, right, tuck your shirt in. You're going to have to do better next time. Work on this aspect. Come back. This is your homework. And I had them all in line. Mm. And I had been doing this for about three or four weeks. And one night the phone rang at home and I answered it. And it was one of the dads. And he said, hello, I'm so-and-so's dad. And I thought, oh my goodness, what does this mean? Oh, mm. what have I done wrong? And he said, I've seen what little Johnny's been learning and he's shown me the booklet that you've put together. And I said, yes. And he said, I'd love you to come in and teach my board. And he was the CEO of Johnson and Johnson in wow. Southern Africa. And that incredibly wow. was a lovely, lucky break. And get this, I was so naive at that stage. I didn't even know what a board was. So I had to come off the phone <laughs> and say to my mum, Mum, I've just agreed to do something, but what's a board? <laughs> and I knew no different than to teach these guys the same as I'd taught the kids. Yeah. So I said, tuck your shirt in. You're going to have to do better. I'm giving you homework. <laughs> and they loved it. And then, of course, I was so blessed because I was able to say, I've trained Johnson & Johnson. And then I was able to go to other companies. And that's how I got started. It's really fascinating. Uh, and I'm, I'm always like looking on the learnings in the stories. And uh, I think one of the biggest learning from your story is that you never know who is sitting in the audience. You never know who the person sitting in the audience knows. Um, a lot of people, they are going starting a career as speakers and they think, oh, well, but is this a paid speaking gig? Shall I speak there? Shall I not speak there? I got some of the most profitable connections or best connections I've ever had in events mm -hmm. where I just went there, do quality work and not even getting paid for that particular one. But the connections that were created from it they were invaluable and it feels like that's some that's what happened to you here i think that's very much part of it but also is this idea that i just went for it i didn't have the sort of analysis paralysis that we get and i think perhaps the older we get we get more cautious and we think about everything that could go wrong and I just had the energy to say, yes, let me do it. Let's give mm -hmm. it a try. Let's see. And I really think that that's a good learning for these things is if we let fear set in and we think about all the possible things, we stop ourselves and we don't give it a go. But yeah. when I look back at being so young and simply going for it, 
it has stayed me in so much good stead. Wow, that, that's brilliant. So uh, after that, uh, then you decided to then make this uh, your career in terms of uh, going and teaching corporate uh, or there was something in between that happened while you were building that no, side or just, like I, straight after Johnson & Johnson was straight in there. I knew I am a trainer at heart. It is not what I do. It's part of whom I am. It's in my very fiber and I am so passionate so mm -hmm. passionate yeah. i am so blessed to be able to do every single day what i love and it has given me an incredibly lucrative lifestyle for the 22 years that i've been doing it because we are lucky that corporate does pay so very well when you consider you know teachers are teaching our youth and corporate training is adults there is this massive difference of course Huge. between what teachers are paid which is very sad very very sad when that's the future that we are educating mm -hmm. in in the youth but i'm very blessed that what i did fall into is corporate and it's a really good distinction because corporate have a budget to spend you know, people aren't spending personally, it's their budget. So it, they don't feel it from their hip pocket. And if you can show the return on investment of what your training is going to give, they're ready and willing and very able to pay. So it's uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when you're saying this is part of who you are, um, that's uh, something I really want to people to think about because uh, sometimes people go into a particular type of business or a particular type of opportunity just because they see the money or because they see um, some like a future vision of themselves there, but without really having that passion that drives them. Like, it's a lot of people say, how do you get motivated? Sometimes I speak... Uh, I spoke for 200 events every year for the past five years. Mm -hmm. And it was like, how do you speak so much? I came back from a conference. My wife was speaking in Paris. I was supporting her. Then came immediately back. I did another two-day conference. It's like, how do you have the energy to do that? I'm like, I, I don't. You love it. I, 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 that's about the best day of my life. How <laughs> I, I, I can I not have the energy for this? Yeah. And that's a big part of what you say, finding something that is, is you, is really mm. you. Mm. So I, what I want to ask you now is um, I want to, uh, to get started with uh, some, um, to sh share some of the things that sometimes that went wrong there because we all have these moments uh, where you know you go there, you're preparing for a big moment, maybe a big presentation or a training, and then it's like, Oh, and then this happened. Did you ever have one of these moments? Yes, very definitely. I, I think the first story sticks with me forever because I showed such naivety at the beginning. When I moved from Zimbabwe to London, one of the very first gigs I got was a meeting to go and see a very posh legal firm in Mayfair. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that Mayfair was a big deal. You know, coming from Zimbabwe, I was like, oh, I just thought it was one of the suburbs. And of course, it was a, a legal company that, and they all wanted, there was a panel of three of them, and they were interviewing me and then other trainers to see who they wanted to go with. And I was really, really young. And this was going to be one of the very first 
uh, training opportunities I had in London. So I was nervous and I thought, right, I really want to prove myself. I'm going to listen so carefully. I'm going to take in everything that they say. And they were talking about Fiona, Fiona, Fiona. And I thought, gosh, I need to understand this Fiona. And, you know, coming from Zimbabwe, all of the accents in, in London were so diverse and there were so many. And I was trying to get my head around these different accents that the three people had, but they were all talking about Fiona. So I thought, right, either heaps of people in London are called Fiona and it's a really popular name, or it's someone who does some role, but I didn't really understand. So I thought not to worry. If I get the gig, I'll simply use Fiona and they'll know that I know my stuff. So of course I waited to hear and I was fortunate enough to get the gig and they said, we've chosen you out of all of the people we interviewed. And I was thrilled and thought, right. So I did my preparation and on the day of the training, I thought, right, I'm gonna slide in Fiona here, Fiona there. And I did that. And the morning tea break, the senior partner comes to me and he says, I'm loving your training. I'm confused about something. Why do you keep saying Fiona? And I said, you know, Fiona who has to meet with clients, Fiona who does the billing. And he said, that's a fee earner, not Fiona. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I learned very quickly that they have oh, fee, uh, earners. fee earners. Oh my God. So what, did, what was the, the, the learning from you in this experience? Because the reason why I asked you this question, it is because uh, most of the time we learn more from our mistakes uh, than, uh, or the things that don't go as we expect uh, from things uh, actually go as we expect. So what was your biggest learning from there? My learning was not to take ourselves too, too seriously. You know, now I can laugh about it and I think it's great fun. But at the time, I needed to dust myself up and say, that's a word I'm going to know for now, forever. And I couldn't curl up into a heap and say, oh, well, next time I might also make a mistake and I'm a fool and I can't do this and roll into a ball and cry. Mm -hmm. Or I could have gone, oops, okay, I'm glad he told me at morning tea. I learned quickly, never going to use that again. And the great part is I've got a good story to tell. <laughs> hey, left definitely with a great story. Now, now I, I want to play, uh, I want to I get started here in terms of how do we get into corporate. So can anyone be a, a corporate trainer, Judith? Well, you can certainly have different styles. There's no style that you have to be you know, extrovert and loud, or you have to be softly spoken and quiet, or you have to be anything. I think any person, provided they are passionate and provided they're really serious about knowing their niche and understanding what they're training. I think corporate don't suffer fools gladly. So you certainly have to be confident, you have to know your stuff, and you have to deliver value. So you can't simply go, oh, well, I'm going to skim some topic and go in and hope they're going to pay me the big bucks because you won't succeed. Mm -hmm. But if you are passionate about delivering training, and I think there's a big difference between presenting and training. Right. Let's start not, from there. What's the, what's the difference? Yeah. So a lot of people who are great presenters 
think they're going to be able to train and they think because I can present well, I'm going to be able to train. And that's a big, big problem because they aren't the same thing. The structure needs to be very, very different with training. Training, you know, you can be going for seven and eight hours in a day, whereas presenting is quick. You can master a signature keynote very quickly and easily, and yeah. you simply got to deliver that. Whereas in training, you can be challenged and people can really ask and delve deeper. And it's so important that we train in a different way to presenting because we've got to get the stick happening. So I call it, you teach and then you get it to stick. You teach and you get it to stick. And in presenting, people very seldom do any part of that. They simply tell people what to do. And yep. when I'm training, I have a great exercise that shows this. I get the group together and when I'm doing my train the trainer, I read a story. So I tend to read Princess and the Pea and I mm -hmm. read it with all of the details in it. And then I ask them 10 questions. And of course, people get two, if you're lucky, yeah. out of the 10 questions. And then we redo it. And I say, right, I now know what was need to have and what is nice to have in the content that I am giving. And then I make sure that I train around each of those 10 things that I know are need to have and we make it stick. So we talk about it, we discuss the spelling, we do a word association, we do various things for these 10 yeah. things. Then of course I ask them the 10 questions and 10 out of 10, of course, they've yeah. got the lot. And then at the end of the three day train the trainer, as a trick, I say, right, three days later, get your pens and paper out, let's go again, all 10 questions. And they've still got every still single there. one of the 10 answers. And that's the difference. We need to use accelerated learning mm -hmm. properly in training to really transfer those skills, to get them to do things differently rather than simply to know or to feel things differently. Uh, I, th I love the distinctions that you're making because uh, you know people that go into a speaking career, they just think that that's what you do speak but there are so many different aspects um, you can be an MC you can be a keynote speaker you can be a trainer or a workshop facilitator uh, there are so many different layers of this industry and uh, it's great to find actually what you love doing the most for example I love way more training than doing keynotes me I mean, I, I, I'm like because when you're training you are also responding to the room Right? Exactly. Is a is a collaborative thing. It's not that you are, as you said, it's not that you are in just sharing your idea to the audience and they passively receive it. But then you are reading what's happening in the room and then coming up either with the next activity or with the next sharing and so on. So I really love it. Um, now, in terms of, so we talked about, can anyone be a trainer? Of course, there is a need to be a very certain skill set. But going into corporate, is that easy? Is it difficult? Because everyone thinks, okay, just oh, let me go into corporate. That's where the money is. But is that easy to get into corporate? Or it's not oh. easy, but if you position yourself well and you know the steps to take, it's doable. I think people make mistakes and then it's an uphill battle because corporates, you're just against a brick wall, they're not taking you, they're not interested. And so there are key things that people make mistakes with. 
And one of those that I see all the time, and I know this is very close to your heart as well, is that they don't niche into anything. And they say to corporates, I can train customer service and time management and presentation skills and leadership and sales and, 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 and. And that is just crazy because no corporate is going to take you seriously if you think you're all of those things. It's not going to work far, far better to get into corporate by being a specialist in a particular thing that they go, oh, fantastic. This is the guru. And by the way, you can charge more when you do that. When you're charging, you know, you have to charge just run of the mill rates when you're doing everything under the sun. I always like it. I, I heard a story once, which just perfectly fits how you need to think about niching for corporate. And it's, say you're in a jail cell and you got a teaspoon and you want to break out of the jail cell and you've got 25 years that you're going to be in jail. If you tap with your spoon on different places on the wall for 25 years, you're still not going to get through the wall. You're not going to do anything. Whereas if you find one tiny little crack and you bang on that spoon, bang on that wall for 25 years, you're likely to get this great (laughs) tunnel right the way out. And once you're out, You can run like hell in any direction you like. And that's the key point, that when you get into corporate, you need to be very, very, very specific. You need to be the guru in one particular thing. But then once you've got a relationship with them, once they know you and like you, Mm -hmm. they tend to say, hey, what else can you do? I've got this problem. Do you think you can work with my team? Do you know anyone who would be able to? And then you find that with that relationship, you can start broadening out and saying, yes, well, I also do coaching or yes, I also do this or that. And it works, but it never works to go at corporate like this, trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, Absolutely. Um, In fact, if I'm thinking about how we got into corporate as well, because we started actually our company as a seminar company. So doing uh, um, events, uh, doing training, but uh, mainly B2C or like small businesses. It wasn't uh, corporate. But then my business partner had a background in the rec- as a recruiter, as a sales person in the recruitment industry. And uh, we are both millennials being my business partner. So when uh, we decided to open the branch to the corporate branch, the thing that he specialized on was uh, sales training for recruitment yes. industries, yes. doing exactly. induction plans for millennials. That's it. That's it. Right. That's beautiful. Niche within a niche within a niche. niche. Yes. And so now you're like, okay, I'm looking for, I've got a bunch of millennial coming in. I need to train them and do an induction plan for them. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking for that person. But, yeah. And it requires knowing that industry. So um, it's really powerful that you think about what is the thing that you want to be known for. And as you're saying, the niche within the niche within the niche. Now, if you had like top three tips or recommendation for someone say, okay, I know I have a passion for training. I know it's in my being, it's in my soul. That's what I love to do. And I want to do this for corporate. What are the top three things that you can suggest them? So first would be to name it and claim it. So label what it is that you do well and claim it as a real name. So to give you an example of the niche within a niche that you were talking about, I've got a trainer who's done customer service training for the pharmaceutical industry. 
And that's mm -hmm. it. She doesn't do any other courses and she doesn't do any other industries. And she's named it and claimed it within the pharmaceutical industry. And people are lined up for ages to actually do work with her because she didn't play it small. She didn't say, oh, I sort of know customer service and oh, I can sort of do pharmaceutical. She was like, I am Australia's best trainer in pharmaceutical. I am the only go-to mm -hmm. person who. And because pharmaceutical is a great niche to be in because they've got the money. They spend so yeah. much on developing their stuff. Whereas different industries, some industries are known to be cheapskate. You know, they won't pay for developing their people. And so you don't want to be in that. You want to be in ones where they go, we know the value of developing people. And so I think that's cool. Now, yeah. once you've named it and claimed it, you need to get some social proof behind you. It can't just be what you are saying about how fabulous you are because people need to know to trust and to like you. And so social proof is really important. And I say do a few freebies at the beginning mm -hmm. when you're getting, you know, what have they got to lose? If you say to a corporate that you would love to have a testimonial for, say, I will do a free session and all I ask is if, you find value in it if you enjoy it yeah. will you please give me a testimonial now why are they going to say no because it's no skin off their nose they haven't paid for anything and their people may learn something and if they don't you're going to learn a big lesson quickly as to how mm -hmm. you need to polish your act up and get really really good before you try that again but i find that when people do this it's the opposite. They go, oh my goodness, I've worked so hard for that. I know what I'm doing. I got a great review and that builds their confidence. And once you've done that a few times, you've got great testimonials yeah. to be able to offer to people. And that's really, really powerful. And the third point would be fish in the right pond. Make sure that where you are trying to get business can afford you and are up for training their staff. You know, things like if you're going to do very, very small business, they often can't afford you, you know, not like a corporate can. So mm -hmm. think about, do you want to be able to travel? Do you want to do nationally so that you can get, you know, head office and then they may say, right, we want you to do all of the branches throughout the country. Yes. For some people that's fantastic where they say, hey, I prepare it once and then I get to deliver it 20 or 30 times to all of the different people, either different departments in the organization. That's where training is so great because once you've done one, there's often so many other people that need that same development and Absolutely. year in, year out. You know, January is one of my favorite months for training. Why? Because I do very little training, but the phone never stops ringing with people phoning in to say, it's that time of the month. Can we, it's that time of the year. Can we please schedule in? We want this in March. We want this in May. We want this in October. And you're able to start filling up all of your year because it worked last year. Yes. And this year you're going to do even more. Uh, absolutely. I'm thinking of what you're saying. And uh, it looks like uh, this is um, so like, check, check check in terms of even the things that we have done um because if i'm thinking about how we got to the first gig we actually did a gig with the, the adeco group 
as, mm-hmm. as a trainer, which is the largest recruitment agency in the world. So yeah. we went there for social proof. Business partner went there for social proof. But then yeah. they liked the training that it developed. And then they started expanding it to all the other branches and not only of the Adeco group, but the other brands that they have, yeah. like Office Angels. And, and, yeah. and, and, and so for anyone who is uh, thinking about going into corporate, if you have the right niche, if you have the right social proof, and then you have the right product or the right training, then uh, you're really, you're really hit the jackpot. You're really, really hit the jackpot there. And you have, but you've got to be very professional and you've got to train really, really well. You've got to be personable Mm. and professional all rolled into one. So you've got to look the part and be very corporate as far as your grooming and professional you know, corporate don't suffer fools gladly. So things like punctuality, things like courtesy, absolutely crucial. They don't like too much formality. They really like it when you respect them, you respect their position and make their lives easy. Make it easy to work with you because then they're going to want to book you time and time uh, again. Uh, this interview has been invaluable. Like for everyone who's been listening right now, I'm sure that you guys are taking notes. If you have not taken notes, then because you're driving or maybe you are jogging or maybe you're doing something else, <laughs> just stop whatever you're doing and jot down these points because they are going to change your career. Now we're going to move to the last part of the interview called Lifting the Veil where uh, I always ask my guests uh, to share a tool, a resource, uh, something that they have done for themselves or they are using that can uh, that impact their life in a positive way. So, Judith, what is that for you? I want to be really practical with this point, and it's something that has legitimately changed the way that I work since I learned it. And it's the concept of Parkinson's law. So for anyone who doesn't know what Parkinson's law is, It's the idea that your tasks expand to fill the time that you have to do them in. And it's a great concept for business owners, for entrepreneurs who really have as much time as they like to do things. And I think this can be a very dangerous thing. For example, if you wake up on a Monday morning and you say, oh, this week I really should get around to doing some marketing. I should probably try and get this done this week. Then it could take you all week to do or maybe not and then you pop it into next week and of course this continues whereas if you're disciplined and you use parkinson's law as a business owner you're way more strict with yourself and you create a time slot that it has to happen in and the parkinson's law states that the tasks will expand to fill the time so if you've only made the time a block of three hours on a Tuesday morning and you're very strict with yourself and say it has to happen in that time because once the three hours is finished, I am moving on to developing my signature program or whatever it is you're doing and you're not at all flexible and you say, that's it. If it doesn't get done, then it does not get done because I've scheduled Parkinson's law to work throughout. And then I simply reward myself when I do it. So I say, make sure I've done this and this and this, then I feel really good about myself and I've got the tasks done. And then I go, yay, now I can go off onto Facebook or social media or, play <laughs> or 
do whatever I'm, I'm going to do. That's, it. No, that, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, for example, like if you're thinking how can you use this in the context of the interview um, is to say, so I'm going to spend one hour and one hour I'm going to contact this 10 companies that I want to approach for training. That's it. Bang. That's it. That's what you do. And it and has to it, happen in that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've all been there. I mean, sometimes I go in and I love writing content or recording content. I'm saying, yeah, it's just going to take me 20 minutes. And then two hours <laughs> later, I'm still there writing this five pages article, uh, <laughs> which I didn't set up to write. So this gives, you, gives your mind a really structured approach. So the Parkinson's law, thank you very much for sharing, Judith. So it's time to wrap up. Uh, I know there are uh, people that are listening right now that are screaming and shouting. They say, Judith, I want to get in touch with you. Tell me more about how, what do you do and uh, how can I work with you? So what do you have uh, for our super fans here on the show? Well, what I do is I really equip trainers to run lucrative training businesses. So I have an online training course, which I'm thrilled with because people can do it from all over the world. And it's the trainer's ultimate toolkit. And I am so proud of the Rolls Royce of courses that I've put together because it's phenomenal. It changes people's lives, whether people are trainers and want to become more lucrative or whether people know that training is something they could do and they need to know how to set themselves up properly with the foundations from the beginning. So that's the trainer's ultimate toolkit. And we'll put the website um, down so that you can all see it um, later on. But as a gift to everyone listening, those who are interested in if, if what I've said has resonated with you, I've written three books um, as was introduced, but one I'd like to gift you is an ebook that has a very sexy title, um, Become a Millionaire Working Just Two Days a Week. And that's exactly what this gorgeous industry enables you to do is become a millionaire working just two days a week. And the book is a great way of showing you how, you know, behind the scenes of what corporate training can be like. So if anyone would like a copy, we'd love to send you one. And the easiest way is to get hold of us at info at trainersultimatetoolkit.com. And my team will send you um, a free copy of that book. So info at trainersultimatetoolkit.com. So info at trainersultimatetoolkit.com. The link, uh, the email as well, and uh, the link that Judith um, shared before, that's going to be as well in the show notes. So you can just scroll down and find it. Make sure you get in touch because, yes, um, corporate industry the corporate uh, becoming a corporate trainer if uh, that's what you love to do you love training you love uh, um, facilitating experiences for people and for companies and organization you think okay i've got the right skills that's the things i want to do then she is the right person for you so judah thank you very much for being here on the show it has been an incredible interview my pleasure and honor thank you all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening or watching whatever you are, which platform you are using. Uh, really appreciate uh, the fact you dedicated 
uh, your precious time to this show and to listen to what Judith has to say today. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe right now in this moment and uh, uh, let us know. Let us know what did you enjoy the most about this episode. Leave us a review so then um, we can see uh, what you guys like and also give me suggestions if you want to suggest different topics. I'll see you next episode and always remember that together we grow exponentially. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show note. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Exponentially.